Hi, welcome to BoobTube, the podcast where smart women talk about what they're watching and not watching. I'm Amanda Teuscher. And I'm Sarah Whitus. Okay, so there is an insane amount of television right now. It's kind of annoying. For it being January. Because I feel like I remember deserts of TV in like... Pockets of 2018, and I'm kind of annoyed that January. I mean, I guess it's <laughs> fine because it's cold and there's not a whole lot going on, and you're and past the holidays. Have, yeah, we had like the holiday break from from like TV, and then uh, and then like it's all just like come back. And also, well, we watched a couple of things. We'll talk about this um, episode, but one just came out, but one actually came out several months ago. So, but I mean. There's just been a lot going on. I we, we also the Firefest documentaries. Oh I mean, god, yeah, you, you just have, have, we to... have seventeen Firefest documentaries uh, to watch. I mean, where do you find the time? Where do you find the time? <laughs> yeah, like now it's Oscar season. I have to make room for movies. Like, I, what do I? What, what, That's what? a bad word on this podcast. I know. I know. I'm sorry, but you know, Netflix has those too. So. It does, and also <laughs> I, I have hear. some things to say about certain series being like movies, but we can get to that. Um, so yeah, so some anyway, things. Yeah, we're gonna like we're gonna move. We're gonna talk about some shows we have been watching. We're gonna then, move quickly. Please try to keep up. Yeah, this is just a jam packed hour. Um, <laughs> stretch, please yeah. stretch. Stat, yep, get out your foam rollers and join <laughs> I us. I want a foam roller. So we just found out that tonight. <laughs> is the uh is the good place finale yeah which... as we're speaking actually i think it might have it Today might be on thursday. or just finished yes yeah. i think this this we're talking uh, at like nine on you'll probably be hearing us on friday but um this is like i we're like wait wait, wait, wait. we uh, we just came back from, isn't that such a tease but i forgot that their seasons are really short they're only 12 episodes which is not typical of american half hour comedies that's true. And like honestly, I don't I literally don't see how one could write nineteen exhausting. or twenty episodes of the good place. It's just like too dense. <laughs> it's too much. I mean, honestly, these three episodes felt like a lot for me to <laughs> like, oh yeah, what was happening? Okay, these forty seven things are what's going on in the good place universe. But they've um, been I've so thought- good. Yeah, they've been great. They've been great. It's like a little exhausting to like keep up with the good place. Sometimes, it's always kind of been like that. Yeah, it's true. Um, but so there's been two episodes. They've been really good. Um, and like maybe we're finally getting somewhere with um, figuring out, you know, why good people are going to the bad place. Um, Which is a, and it's a great. I just love the idea that it's just, well, capitalism. Right. <laughs> We're all like stewards of this horrible system. So Right. And it's a show that's like airing on a network that's like owned by GE. You I know, know. Or like know. used to be or is now owned by Comcast or whatever. Whoever owns NBC. Right. And it's like, yeah. Uh, the I mean, Shine Hart Wig Company. Right. Right. The Shine Hart Wig Company, which owns NBC. What a good um, joke that was. On it's a really an, an enduring, an enduring joke. Like, solid joke. Actually, right now, side sidetracking just a tiny bit, I um, was just looking at a tweet that is, since 30 Rock ended, things that Jenna Maroney predicted, a Broadway adaptation of a Grisham novel. Wait, what? Janice, I'm sorry. These wait. are like things that Wait, Jenna that was Maroney, a thing? Yeah, the, and things that have actually happened since 30 Rock what's ended. The, wait, no, but what's the Broadway? A Time to Kill. Oh, my yes. God. And then... The Roger. Uh, <laughs> right, a Janice, biop- uh, Janice biopic that failed to get off the ground also happened. Oh my god, this is um, wild. I haven't heard about any of these things. A movie with a Nordic werewolf. There is a screenshot here, and I like don't know Stop. enough about... Like, I don't know enough about superhero movies to know what which one this is referring to, but apparently there was also a Mystic Pizza musical. Oh my um, god. Right. <laughs> oh my god. So anyway, just a slight sidetrack, but um, all things that were predicted in Jenna Maroney plot lines on um, Thirty Rock, um, like seven or eight years ago. <laughs> she she was made for this very stupid timeline we're in. It's so true. Like it's so true. Jenna Maroney would have maybe voted for Trump, right? Like yeah, just like because in she's an... error, like for the completely right. 
<laughs> different reasons than literally anyone else in the country. Right. Like, it would have had something to do with one specific celebrity she was trying to get back at. Or it would have had something to do with her. Like, she slept with Trump or something, so she, like, was voting for him. Yeah. Um, Anyway, enduring 30 Rock jokes, but uh, I just love that there is a show, a comedy on NBC right now, that is basically the message is, like, capitalism is bad. Yeah. You know what's really awful? I just, so I I have Play-Doh. Like, I don't, I I have Play-Doh at my desk. Like a stress oh, like ball Play-Doh, sort of thing. like actual Play-Doh. Okay. Yeah, I got it from yeah. a two-year-old's birthday party I went to. Yeah, um, of course. Didn't know anyone there, friend. but it was cool. No, it was for Ramin and Julia's um, <laughs> uh, kid. So anyway, I have this Play-Doh, and I was just like, I'm going to build a tree while we talk. So I'm like building a tree, and I just look down, and it totally looks like um, an atom bomb explosion. <laughs> and I'm just like, and as we're talking about like darkest timeline, I'm just like, oh, please don't let that be like something. Um, anyway, in the future, every child will learn how to, you know, build their own piece of climate change destruction out of Plato. <laughs> I know, so I know. Anyway, we should be... probably talk about TV before I get anyway, depressed. Um, anyway, I just wanted to say I'm also just glad that Eleanor and Chidi are actively boning on. I know the good I love place. It makes int- me very happy. I love when. Um, Kristen Bell is just like, no, you look amazing when yeah. he's in his, like, the way she delivered that line. <laughs> in his postal perfect. office outfit. It was so cute. It was yeah. so cute. Uh, it's great. I love it when a character is angry and yet turned on. I know. Yeah. It's, amused all well, at once. Well, it's the best emotion. Right. And it's what basically Eleanor is, like, default state. Yeah. So, um, I was also catching up on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, but I think maybe we should address it in a future episode. You know um, what? I'm worried that I've given up on it. I just got too <gasps> far behind. In the last season? Oh my god, really? I haven't, nope, since we talked, I've lied. Your show divorce and crazy ex-girlfriend? I've, I, I think I've, um, yeah. Honestly, you could or probably we're come separated. back. Okay. Yeah, You could probably come back for the finale and, like, I went out for, I went out for cigarettes and I just didn't come back. <laughs> so, like, it's abandoned possible it. that, like, I might return. Um, abandon your four-year-old i think TV they're still show. hoping yeah i think they're still hoping <laughs> that mom will come back but um right now mom is in jamaica so well at least it doesn't need your viewership numbers or anything anymore because it's going out but That's, you know i, I don't want to make a metaphor for people for that so <laughs> it's not as strong i mean i i was just like i'm not going to talk about it but um i knew greg is the more I have new Greg, the more I don't really like new Greg that much. I mean, it's just they don't have the same chemistry. And that's kind of becoming more and more of a problem because uh, of of, of storyline developments. Um, yeah. And but I don't know. I want to know. Like, I will say it's night. Rebecca is like really like in the back half of this season. She's very much actually taking some of her lessons from therapy and applying them to her is life, she okay because i think that's probably why like not. i just like couldn't contemplate the exhaustion i usually feel from watching 45 minutes of rebecca bunch yeah i get it i get it it's she's she's a lot she but i was very proud of her in the most recent episode <laughs> you were she proud actually of her. i was proud of her i was watching her i was like good job rebecca like she like takes a step back from a situation and actually you know, thinks about it and analyzes it and whether or not it's good for her and kind of analyzes her motives in a non-obsessive way, just in a way that is actually healthy. Um, yeah. But I, it, I'm a little worried about the fact that there's like eight or nine episodes left, honestly. It's like... There are yeah, that well, many? There are 18 and I think we just... Okay, not that many. Uh, I think this was episode 12 that aired this week and there are 18. The 18th is the finale. Okay. Um, but honestly, I think you could probably come back for the finale and like okay. pretty much get it. But you can think about it. I we will. I will definitely... I will... I will keep you abreast of whether I think you like need to come back. Right now, honestly, I'm not there. But like... Maybe you can give me an episode guide at some point. Yeah. Yeah, I will break that down each page uh each episode guide will be you have nothing better to- pages or yeah. so. that's fine yeah just a, some light reading um mostly just a transcript um okay so let's move on the re- other shows let's that talk we're gonna about talk- sex let's talk about sex we're not gonna play the clip of the song unless we do unless we do unless we maybe once in um girl scouts and when we were like eight 
we went camping and by camping, I mean, there was a big house we rented in the woods and, Mm -hmm. um, we had a fashion show with all the mattresses that were in this giant room upstairs where the girls were sleeping. (laughs) Were you wearing the mattresses or? No, the fashion show, we lined them up like a runway. And then oh, walked down. Okay, they okay. They were like a catwalk. And when I say we, I sat to the side, um, not disapprovingly, but just kind of like I don't think I'm going to participate in this. I don't believe that it was like, not disapprovingly. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the girls just were like in their pajamas, just like walking. I remember just I, I had opinions. I was like wanted to do more outdoor stuff, and like this didn't really seem like it. And they were going down the runway, and I remember Dana. Um, her last name will not be given, saying, let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. And then just that line over and over again, because she didn't know the rest of the words. She was like <laughs> eight or nine. And like, and then all the girls just like went up and down the runway in there. And I, yeah. Anyway, that's, I like, to this day, I for, forget. I wish that the clip that we could play here is would be, would be that. It would be her. Just like um, eight-year-old girls, like screaming, <laughs> let's talk about sex. Maybe um, I'll find a YouTube. Anyway, uh, the reason I brought up YouTube this song. Star. Oh, maybe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, that was, this was before digital. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure digital. Ex- any- okay, so I'm going to shut up. So <laughs> the reason I said let's talk about sex is because there were two shows we watched that had sex in the title. Isn't that scandalous? Oh, my God. So one. I had what? to learn what sex was just to watch these shows. I thought. Like, I thought it was a dish, and I found out that it's an activity people do. So We both had to have some hard talks with our families. Yeah. We're like, wait, so this is where babies come from? Um, it all makes sense. Anyway, um, I did learn so a lot from one, one show called Sex Education. Yeah. I yeah. learned. I learned. Which, um, I like it. This was about us learning. I'm only halfway I, through, or a little past halfway through. You're a little past halfway through. Um... I really loved this show. This is on Netflix right now. This is one of the two shows that Netflix says like come this and and you, which I don't really have any interest in watching. Um combined had 40 million Is you viewers. the stalker one? Yes. Yes. Um yes. I've heard good things about it. Well, and you was the it was a Lifetime show that was that canceled was by Lifetime. And yes. then and then you two you two. What the hell is wrong with me? <laughs> Netflix was like, oh, we'll take it. And now everyone loves it, which like if I were uh, if I were Lifetime, I'd be kind of like, um, I'd be a little pissed. Yeah, same. Then they probably got a real good Netflix probably got it at a freaking bargain. Oh, my God, I bet. Um, yeah, but anyway, anyway we can yes. we can talk about it in, in watching or not watching. I guess we can decide. Yeah, we'll decide but then. Netflix says that like 40 million people watch Sex Education and You. I guess we have no choice but to believe them on this. Um, I really enjoyed Sex Education, though. Um, yeah, it, I'm liking it. You're liking it. I, I it took me I a do. few episodes. So Sex Education is about um, a British high school um, and in the somewhere in the countryside. Uh, it's a, okay, so this London. is, I was glad, you mentioned this earlier, we were talking earlier today about yeah. how it's kind of a fantasy and I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit more. But I'm glad you'd said that because I hadn't really thought about that much. Um, and I think the setting actually does matter in that respect. So it's mm-hmm. like super, it's like mountainous and like woodsy, which is, if anyone has spent time in. Right, British I literally Isles, was like, are there mountains in There's England? There's <laughs> mountains in Wales and that's yeah. like it. There are those kind of woods. They're yeah. not like mountainous woods. Like anyway, it's, it's like, it's Wales. So you're like, I was kind of like, where the hell is this supposed to be? Everyone has like an English accent. Most of them are like proper like English accents. One girl has like a, has like a bit of a Northern English accent. But none of these people have Welsh accents. No one has sure. really, yeah. no one has a Welsh accent. Yeah. And so I was kind of like, what the, where the fuck is this supposed to be? So I like Googled it and I found out that it was being, it was filmed in Wales. Yeah. Um, but it didn't mention like that it was set there. And also, so the name is Moordale of the, the high school, the secondary school is called Moordale, which is like one critic you pointed out, compare that to be someplace being called meadow field because like like that's just and it's the the dale hey, i went like to very Spring far away Brook high school so anyway so it's kind of like a it is a bit of like a fantasy and so like it's setting it's just somewhere in britain 
Right. It's somewhere in Britain. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that, right, most American audiences would not be like, there are mountains. But like, I mean, I don't know, at least some are. So, I mean, it's, that's kind of a theme of this show where you're watching it and you're like, where are they? What's happening? Yeah. What What? Like, what is kind it? of, is this a boarding, like, or is this like yeah. a fancy private school or is it a typical school? So we're pretty much immediately introduced to the character of Otis, who is a, um, like, 16 or 17 year old high school student his mom it who uh his mom is uh played by julian anderson which perfectly is you, of course what else do you need to know about this show like that's what i don't what i don't know what else you could possibly need to know she looks incredible she's a platinum blonde uh quaff um and basically the kind of core struggle of the show is is that uh otis um is struggling like sort of with his sexuality is he asexual he can't um he can't masturbate we find out like pretty much immediately about him and even just like the idea of having an erection really freaks him out and then we pretty quickly learn that his mom is a um sex therapist who has a very healthy and active sex life and it's very um, open about talking about sex and asking him what open. he thinks about it and you know and of course this is kind of like a you know i think you can go two ways with this where either you have a kid who's like extremely sexually free and open or you kind of wind up with an otis who's like very weirded out right well because like especially like lack of everything boundaries. every experience he has with sex is, reminds him of his mother he's right and repress, his father, he's gonna repress that Right, exactly. Or and, develop and, a healthy relationship. Yeah. An his, unhealthy relationship with it. Exactly. And he, in fact, we, we kind of learn that, you know, we, we it's immediately apparent that uh, his parents are, are not together. Um, and we kind of learn why eventually and how this kind of plays into Otis's sexual neuroses. But, um, you know, Otis goes to school and then we kind of have the main setup of the show, which is like uh, his his... Um, school finds out, I don't know how they're only finding this out, um, several years into, like, (laughs) uh, presumably these people have all been in school together for, like, a long time, because this is, like, secondary school, but, uh, they find out that his mom is a, is a sex therapist, um, Mm -hmm. his, uh, and he kind of winds up being a sex therapist to the student's um, of the school. This is ostensibly to Who all of, seem like, to earn... have, like, very vibrant sex lives. It's Very vibrant so sex this lives. So this is where, this is where the show... Kind of takes a little bit of a departure from reality. Yeah, and it, well, <laughs> yeah, and not so much like it's weird. It just reminds me of a CW show. Like, it's so interesting, because I didn't get that vibe from it at all. I, by, like, the third episode, I'm like, oh, I get it. This is, like, a CW portrayal do you mean in that the in that the the kids are like more beyond their years like more like adults than kids well so it what's interesting about it is that it's yes and no right so like cw shows i'm i'm just thinking like you know like one tree hill or Mm -hmm. um uh one tree hill. So um, <laughs> the only one, Riverdale. Yeah, like, Why well, don't know Riverdale? All of them, right? So they have like twenty-five-year-olds playing high school <laughs> students. They um, seem to have no parental interaction, really. Um, they're kind of just like adults living in like this this weird world of high school mm-hmm. with like defined boundaries and like class distinctions and stuff like that, and um, and having adult problems in like drama with each other and it's super unrealistic this show doesn't really do that um you get the sense that a lot of the a lot of them you know they're they're older than you know high school age but they also they're they're close to teenagers if they're yeah, not, I don't like think, 19 or something right i don't think any of them i didn't get the like this person is 33 right vibe exactly from any of them yeah. and also like a huge theme of it is adolescence in a way that cw trash is not right like right. the in like actual just like growing pains and figuring out yourself and stuff it's very much about adolescence mm-hmm. in a very self-conscious way what yeah, reminded actually... me of it like cw wise was just like 
how much sex these people were having having and then also just this sort of obsession that everyone has with sex which is like true of teenagers but like this this takes it to a degree that is just like a little like I mean that's the point of the it's show. It's more adult. I'm not, I don't have a problem right, with right, it, right, but right, it's mostly sure. just that's what kind of reminded me of CW, where it's just like, mm-hmm. um, it is this sort of like fantastical representation of how high schoolers interact with each other. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I mean, I um, I agree that most of these kids seem like a little bit wise beyond their their years, and I I kind of get in I can get into that, but like. I actually love that. I love the parental storylines on this show, actually. I think that there's I, some I really was great... worried that Julianne Anderson wouldn't have as much of a... Um, a. She comes back real strong in the back end the last couple yeah, of Yeah, I was worried that she wouldn't have that much of like a plot or like a, 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 you know, a through line in it. And she does. I'm like, She does. And it's it. actually pretty affecting. Um, it's pretty affecting. And I mean, not only her, but so, I mean, the kind of... You know, the kind of core group of kids here is, uh, you know, Otis sort of has a crush a bit on um, on uh, another girl at school, um, Maeve, who's kind of the brilliant sort of outcast, uh, rebellious teen lady um, who her parents have kind of, you know, she isn't they're not a part of her life. Um, they're in prison. She lives in a trailer park. Yeah, I think she said I think they're like the dads like he's just gone and the mom's in jail. Um, okay. And so she's kind of right dealing with that sort of lack of of family life and, and that kind of guidance. But then also Eric's uh, or sorry, uh, Otis's best friend, Eric. Um, oh, he's my favorite. I love him. He's pay- played by an actor who I think is, I mean, I certainly maybe he's done other stuff Nkuti, in England. Uh, some, Nkuti Gatwa, um, yeah. if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, he's great. He is, I think, the emotional center of the show i'd buy I, that yeah i, lo- I'll allow I it. love I'll allow it. and he's a he's a pretty openly gay teenager um who lives with uh immigrant more religious conservative you know family and and kind four of four sisters right four sisters and and parents who are sort of struggling to i mean he doesn't certainly doesn't hide who he is uh from them but you know kind of there's a plot line throughout the season of, of right them kind of trying to come to terms with the person that he is. And I think it, that's also really well done. And then, and then another character who's kind of a jock um, who turns out to have a lot more of a, a deeper emotional life than we kind of are initially led to believe in his uh, relationship with his lesbian parents. Uh, and then of course there's a, because it's a show about high school, there has to be a, a central bully as well. Um, and, and that character's He's hilarious. Yeah, and his I'm sorry, like his dad is, when I, is really well explored also. Yeah, his dad is the headmaster, the head teacher, the and, um, they, he's super stern, and he's very much, like, kind of like Bobby's dad, um, in Twin Peaks. Yeah. And, like, super strict. <laughs> yeah. And normally I'm super annoyed by the whole trope of, like, white male, like, bully, like, who abuses other people for fun, well, it's because he's complicated and has a tough home life. Where it's like, I'm not denying that reality, and that's how toxic masculinity works. Mm-hmm. But also, like, when they're portrayed sympathetically that way, um, mm-hmm. really bothers me. It's what made me so mad about the the last, um, uh, uh, what's it called? The stupid show, uh, Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Um so, but this one, for some it's reason, it's one. just, like, funny. The way it's treated is, like, you, you feel bad for him and you're kind of, like, you're an idiot. But he's so funny and stupid that, like... Yeah. It's it's fine with me for some reason. No, and I agree. We, we were kind of... We're given a really full picture of a lot of these characters, including him and what his motivations are. And and uh, and actually, I can't wait for you to get to the end of his storyline because it is when he great. stands up in front of the cafeteria. <laughs> yeah, the first episode, <laughs> which I wasn't wild about the first episode of the show. I think you really need to get into the second and third. But the first episode so. is about him kind of like him being him. He is like a we learn that he has like a very large penis and he feels like he. Um, as a result, needs to, like, really perform, you know, like, with girls, you know, and so he, as a result, he has a lot of anxiety about sex, which, again, like, you wouldn't really necessarily always get from a 
a char- like a character like this, uh-huh. uh, which could be easily very thinly drawn. Um, but I mean, I love, we were talking a little bit before about, you know, it's a bit of a fantasy. I mean, in, in a few senses, right? We like don't know exactly where they are. Um, they, we don't know exactly when they are. I would say for a good 10 minutes of the first episode, I was like, when is this show there's set? Some, there's some clothes that they wear too. They all wear of, very anachronistic clothes. Like the one girl that wears the the, the dumb popular girl. She well, has there's like the whole the clique. The Farrah just wears Fawcett 80s. hair. Right, 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 right. And their whole group just is like in classic 80s fashion. High collared shirts. Uh and and then also the cars and the bikes and all of it and i mean even there is an episode that is about like revenge porn um which i think is really well done and and i love so we that know. with the i'm spartacus moment That's so yes it, it, it the the great thing about this episode is that there's a moment where a whole um room full of girls stands up and all says that's my, my vagina. vagina. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is the greatest moment of TV of 2019. I'm ready to declare it. Now, we do not know who sent the photograph in question. However, we are continuing to look into it. I heard it's Ruby's vagina. Thank you. Ruby's got big beef curtains. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> It's my vagina. Sit down. No, that is my vagina in the photo. Sit down. No, it's my vagina. No. Thank you, Maeve. Settle down, please. You're both wrong. It's my vagina. It, it cannot be all your vaginas. I also have a vagina. Well, congratulations. Please sit down. It's my vagina. <laughs> And but so there there is social media, there are cell phones, but these kids are not, you know, they're in a universe where they're not glued to their cell phones, um, or really spending that much time in an internet kind of Yeah. You know, it's framework. very different from American Vandal that way. Very different, right. Exactly. It's like a really great look at, at the lives of teens, but certainly not really through a social media lens. Um, And so, I mean, the other thing about it is that it's a really diverse show, both in terms of, you know, there's a lot of great women and men characters, but of course, like also there's a great amount of, of racial diversity. And then also in terms of sexuality, there's lesbian couples, there's gay couples. It's like, it's, in, in like, you know, wherever they are in the, you know, supposed English countryside, like, surely that's got to be a homogenous, you know, like, yeah. place. It would really probably just mostly oh, for sure. be white people. But, um, you know, I like that, like, there was a concerted effort here clearly to be like, okay, sure, that might be what the reality would be of, like, a setting like this. But fuck it, you know, like, we want our show to be diverse and we want it to reflect the real world and and so you know we wanted to reflect lots of different types of identities and and so we're gonna you know just create this like very diverse world where generally also a lot of these different sexual identities are like very um seamlessly it's very post-millennial in that sense like that like these kids grew up where it was you know they were like Eight, and, and I'm not Gavel, like was lost, so you know, not, so like right, exactly. But I'm not convinced that that would be the case in any high school today, you know, necessarily. I think like I don't certainly... know. I had yeah, no. I mean that it it's not like harassment sure. for like that is dead, but um, yeah, I do think it's less normal mm-hmm. um, to do that. Like I like just a few weeks ago, I was just walking. I was on K Street. And there are these teenagers just, like, on the corner of 14th and K, like, shrieking at each other and, like, looking at each other's phones and, like, like talking. And one girl, she was, like, she said something about, like, blah, 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 and she said blah, blah, blah. And then um, the other two girls just, like, pounced on her. And they're, like, 
just there it was they're all friends like it was all good natured and they were just like you don't know how she identifies and it was like so cute they were just like they're like you don't know how she <laughs> identifies like you should have said they we, and they were all like kind of making they're like making fun of her in a nice way but they're making fun of her for the fact that she said she instead of they and right. i was just like i wanted to follow them because i was like this is so cute and amazing, yeah what are your that lives would have not been the case when i was in high school like i didn't know that that was a thing when i right. was in high school and um Anyway, I didn't follow them, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> Amanda reporting to us from jail. Um, <laughs> I, I just wanted to listen to their conversation. Yeah, that's normal also. Um, I just feel like it would be... This is an amazing world in which, yes, these kids are having much more sex and they're talking about it, you know, in a much more mature way than, you know, I think most teens certainly actually talk. But I mean, I think it's such a great, I, I'm like, I wish more television was like this where, I mean, I, re- I was saying, I, re- I read a great thing where they were talking about like, there are nice guys on this show, but they're not like capital N, capital G. They're not like those kind of nice guys. Yeah. Right. Not like nice guys, you know, like who are they're actually just trying to people. get something from you. Yeah. Right. Exactly. These are like, these are men, like men are a lot of the, the men portrayed, you know, boys, like they're really supposed to not be adults. So, you know, the way they're portrayed though on this show is like, these male friendships that are really compassionate, that are really, um, you know, honest and like, I just, I loved it. I love that they're like, there are plot lines that are about learning how to, you know, maybe break up with a significant other in a way that's compassionate. Um, there's a pretty significant plot line about um, learning how to be rejected, you know, by someone yeah. that, that doesn't end, you know, that doesn't like let your own entitlement to that person you know get in the way without feeling entitled to that person like learning how to deal with feelings of inadequacy and and anxiety about sex and i'm just like these are the kinds of messages that i want just like projected out into the universe and Mm -hmm. i love the little world that this show created and i i really hope there's a second season um so two things Something I've so I've just finished episode five, and mm-hmm. something I notice about it is that like it's I keep talking about it, but it's one of those shows that you watch all at once, and not a show mm-hmm. that you just like watch one episode at a time over mm-hmm. a time long time. Because um, like as soon as we got to episode five, I was like, I just had I just caught myself thinking like, well, this is the episode where everything goes really bad. And sure enough, I was right. Like, you just know it. <laughs> we have all these series that are basically just extended mini series, And so that's what I was, like, alluding to earlier when we were talking about, like, movies very briefly. Just, like, how a lot of these are just, like, long movies. Because you're not going to, like, for some mm-hmm. of these shows, like, for this one, you wouldn't be like, well, maybe there's an episode that I haven't gotten to yet. Mm-hmm. But, like, you're not going to be like, oh, my favorite episode is this. You know, like, mm-hmm. how you and I, we can talk about, like, the X-Files or, like old or old sitcoms you know they don't stand out as much individually yeah like friends would be an example though i never actually watched friends this is my favorite episode (laughs) and what was that i said how would you know (laughs) how would i know but like you know people have like favorite friends episodes so like um this isn't one you would be like oh well i want it's the whole thing anyway i just that's an interesting point i wanted Mm -hmm. to make i was very interesting for making it um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the other thing I wanted to ask is, do you think this is a show teenagers should watch or could watch? Oh, I absolutely think they should. Totally. Like, do you think, or not like they should, or or that they could? I don't mean right. I don't mean that in like Obviously a parental way. I mean like, right. do you think this is made for teenagers, or do you think this is made for us? It's a good question. I mean, I would. I think that it is a show that is made for adults, but that um, is maybe a show that adults could it's hard because i'm like eh would you really want to watch it with your parent there's some pretty I graphic mean, jokes 100% no they, <laughs> the very first episode right there's like it's basically show the, the, the the screen and it's just someone yeah. massaging testicles i would right. absolutely not but i would encourage no okay i would not watch this with my teen but i would be like i think this is a great show like, I wouldn't be upset if my teen were watching watch it. it, of course. Yes, right. But I see what you mean. Do but I wouldn't, like, maybe I wouldn't encourage them to watch it because... Not- oh, I think I would. I don't... Like, again, like, I just love... 
I love the messages that it's putting out into the universe. And I'm like, I want this to be more of like the dominant media message. But okay, like, fair point. Yeah, I don't mean that in like a prudish way of like, yeah. I would hope, that, I would just hope that they wouldn't fall into it. It's like, I wouldn't sure. be upset. But it's not like, it doesn't strike me as a show that's made for teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. I, I mean, no, I maybe it I is. Maybe I underestimate teenagers. In the way that you mean, like, the, in the way that, like, a lot of things on the CW are. Yeah. Are, like, made for, for Maybe teenagers. this is just because, like, it is, but it's just smarter and more self-conscious. Like, it is smart, right, exactly. But I'm like, I'm, I mentioned, earlier we were talking about this show, and I mentioned Buffy, you know, and, and Buffy was a show that was absolutely made for both teens and for adults. Um, and also dealt with, like, a lot of very... Uh, you know also teens that were like both very teeny but also you know wise beyond their years but also dealt with a lot of things like sexual anxiety and a lot of like heavy themes around sex and dating and Mm -hmm. and that was also you know but also a very clever show you know and like very smartly written but teens still loved it I mean I think that it's it's a show that kind of bridges that gap okay yeah to me but like yeah, so I think I think I think that's probably what I wanted to know. Geared towards adults, but because I have a teenager at home and I'm like trying to find them something to watch. So I would. You have a teenager at home? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, in the well, basement. <laughs> in, in a room. Yeah. In a room. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Um, Show that locked up teenager. They were just this like show. being yeah. annoying um, outside. So. I, I I don't. I this is ter- so. what. That's such a bad joke. Why did I say that? Um, <laughs> it's not funny to talk about kidnapping hey, children on our podcast. It's funny. I, <laughs> I appreciate you having laughed and not being like, "Okay, we're going to edit this out." Let's resume. <laughs> um. Anyway, we should. Was there anything else you wanted to say about this show before we move on? Um. No. Just that. Again, I really hope it gets a second season. I recommend I really it. Loved it. I, I loved it. it. Yeah. I think it uh, much. You know. I. I think it's a great show. I think it's one of the best shows I've seen. Um. Netflix produced recently. So. Well, mark that on yeah. our our 2019 list. Um. Cool. Um. Our other show. Yeah. Definitely. I can see this being a top show of 2019. Um. The other show we were going to talk about actually came out. Uh, in the fall last year but i didn't realize um, it was that long ago but it's new to us so it's it's new new to to you because you haven't heard of anything we haven't heard of exactly we must presume ourselves smarter than our audience otherwise why what's the point yeah i mean that's the secret to any podcast success i think Uh, (laughs) that's why so many men do podcasts right exactly (laughs) god that's good um so the other show also of a sexy nature, um, but actually probably less sexy <laughs> than um, sex education. Weirdly, actually, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so this one is the bisexual. Which There's some is, very like normal sex in it. Yeah, very normal sex that is not particularly sexy. Um, no. Which, you know, is probably the vast majority of actual sex had by human beings that are not in movies. Um, I mean, probably. <laughs> yeah. And so the bisexuals on Hulu. Um, and, but it was, is not a Hulu produced show. It's produced, I think by it's channel, channel four. four. Yeah. In, in the UK. Um, now this is a show that is actually has a British sensibility unlike uh, sex education, which we didn't really get into, but is basically an American show with British actors. Yeah. Um, this is but, a British show with an American lead. That's true, out of an American lead, but still feels pretty thoroughly British. Um, so, uh, or Irish? I, I get. Are they supposed to be in? I don't. I they're don't in London, know. but they're in um, London. Okay. but there's a lot of the the Characters women in the crew, are... like the lesbians, seem to be Irish, Irish and I, I couldn't yeah. gather if it's because maybe they all knew um, Sadie beforehand mm-hmm. or something, and then they all like packed up and but also to Ireland or to London. Yeah. Well, so we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, The Bisexual is a show um, created by a uh, woman named Desiree um, Akavan. Again, I don't totally know that I'm saying that right. Akavan? 
she can i would love to meet her and she i'm, I'm gonna let you be the one that mispronounces it, <laughs> yeah so I'm not saying anything. that's fine i will muddle into that into that um so she directed a movie last year she's she's directed a few movies including last year's the miseducation of cameron post which was about a um a character a woman that goes to a conversion gay conversion camp um a little bit of a um but a mature leader kind of sensibility to it. I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, so and I don't Karen think it's like... Pence. Yes, right. Um, but so this is her Mother. first. <laughs> Mother. <laughs> is her first. Let's not bring. God, let's. Why do we have to bring Karen Pence into this? I don't know why you brought lovely... up Karen Pence, Sarah. <laughs> God, I'm just trying to enjoy Mother this Pence show. does not belong in our podcast. No. Creep. Certainly doesn't belong into the bisexual uh, <laughs> discussion. So um, Desiree Akavan, uh, yeah, I'm probably butchering that, but she created this show. She um, is actually a uh, woman who describes herself as bisexual. She's an Iranian-American. And the show is about um, her character, Layla, um, who lives in Say the Say her UK. name again. Layla? Yeah. Lila? Is it Layla? Layla? I watched it now like three weeks ago, so I'm like, okay. I was it's like, Layla. why are you saying La- it's Layla? I think I was trying to do a combo of the two names there, and I needed you to correct me, so, yeah. so I'm glad. <laughs> glad you picked up on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Layla, uh, Lila. <laughs> Layla. Layla. She uh, <laughs> and her longtime girlfriend um, have a business together. Her girlfriend proposes to her in the first episode and she freaks out and uh, realizes that she is perhaps not ready to be married. And part of the reason for that is that she's been thinking about, it seems like for an undetermined amount of time, um, whether she maybe wants to have sex with men. Um, well, so I think, I think a... it's that she's, she has always known that she's sexually attracted to men as well as women, but mm-hmm. there is a stigma about being bisexual. There's a sense of, mm-hmm. um, uh, well, there's just, there's like, uh, prejudice. It's complicated. About it, you it's, know? it's complicated. Like, and that's what the show's about. Well, and like the straight world, you know, often perceives bisexual people as being just like, sexually promiscuous or um or doesn't take bisexual women seriously doesn't yeah or like doesn't trust them and Mm -hmm. a a big thing that the show addresses um i think incredibly well in a way that like made me as a straight person think about it in ways that i hadn't um made an effort to think about uh about just like how so much identity is tied to not only your own gender but the gender of the people that you you love or are attracted to Mm -hmm. um you know there's like that there are like two specific scenes that come to mind one is where she's arguing with uh her ex and her ex is like this could never work because you would always want something more which is a deeply unfair thing for her Mm -hmm. to have said to Layla um as if just the fact that she would be attracted to another gender is like you know somehow determinative of like what she wants in life and Mm then um there's another scene where she's talking to the uh to what's his face's student girlfriend yeah yeah and she's just like you're overthinking it but she she does this beautiful long like um explanation before where she's talking about how you know so much of it is based on your identity and you don't want to be perceived this way and maybe for younger people younger millennials it's different but for when you finally find your community when you know anyway it's she says it much better than i am now but um and then the other girl responds just with like i think you're overthinking it and you're just like you want to punch her (laughs) right well and it's interesting that is an interesting conversation i think it's the same one where it's like this younger character who is like a grad student she's about you know the most the characters in the show i think are in their mid-30s and this character is about 10 years younger maybe and you know she's kind of like i mean i'm i'm queer i'm queer you know, and, you know, like, she's in a, right now, as we know her in the show, she's sleeping with a male character, but, you know, she's like, I'm queer, and then kind of Layla's response to that is, well, everyone under 25 is queer. Why do we have to lie to a Turkish girl about you and John Grace? Because Layla doesn't want anyone to know that she's sleeping with a man. Why not? It's complicated. How is it complicated? It's a gay thing. So, I'm queer. 
everyone under 25 thinks they're queer. And you think they're wrong? No. You know what I think? I think it's different. That when you, when you have to fight for it, I think that being gay can become the biggest part of you. And that you're gay or you're straight and one comes with an entirely different lifestyle than the other, like different clothes and different friends and you can't do both. And I don't, I don't mean to be condescending to you. I don't know what it's like to grow up with the internet. I just get the sense that it's changing your relationship to gender and to sexuality in a really good way, but in a way that I can't relate to. I think you're making a problem where there isn't one. <laughs> Maybe you're right. Layla sees this as, you know, I think people of her generation, um, these identities is more rigid and, and the kind of the show is sort of trying to, you know, this character is trying to sort of buck against that. I mean, yeah, I think you're right that I think that you're right, right. That she has always kind of had this knowledge. Um, but she, yeah. And she gets these signals early to. on to, to lie about it, you know, mm-hmm. where like when she helps um, Dennis like come out in that flashback episode, and, yeah, this is her like best friend. And Dennis, like within, yeah. with, like Who's doesn't miss any beats. Like she basically just came out right mm-hmm. that night, and is like, well, like I don't. She says something that makes Layla say, "Oh yeah, no, I'm no only 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 women." Like I, yeah, you know, like she she you know, and she's playing this part. Um, and then another point, someone says something about bisexual. And she's among her friends, and she's just like, "Oh yeah, that's just part of the patriarchy." Or so I don't know what she says. But she's well, playing the part. Totally. And and I mean, I think you, when you see a show called, called The Bisexual and you're like, okay, this is, I think the first thing that comes to mind knowing nothing about the show, I bet, I bet a lot of people would think this is a show about a straight woman realizing that she's bisexual. But it's actually a show about a lesbian realizing that she's bisexual and then what that means for everyone else in her life. And yeah, like that might see it as a betrayal of exactly. her lesbian identity. Her lesbian and... identity with her lesbian friends, you know, kind of like do sort of see, you know, view the bisexuals in their life, kind of view them askance. Um, and, you know, I think there's an interesting, you know, her her um, identity also as a woman with immigrant parents from Iran, um, you know, it's, she had a very, she implies uh, that she had a very, you know, pretty difficult coming out period yeah. with them and, and yeah. uh, that period of acceptance. It's like, well, if I was just attracted to men all along, <laughs> how, easy I, would it, yeah. how easy would it have been? Right. Couldn't I just have avoided that whole, that whole thing. And I mean, I think uh, I, I really enjoyed watching this show I really enjoyed watching her. the The show is basically, I think it's six episodes, so it's pretty short. They're it, each about yeah, half it's an just hour. Six, yeah, yeah, and I mean, I, it's just her exploring her identity. I really like the idea that, like, you think there's like a, I think there's a narrative largely in our, you know, in American culture that like you get to your thirties and you have it all figured out. Um, and this is a character that's like, okay, she's like professionally successful. And... Right. She has this great girlfriend who loves her dearly. Um, you know, just her life seems great, but like something is off. And, you know, you think, you know, you can th- you can be a lot of different things throughout your life. And um, the way that you define yourself can kind of shift. Uh, and maybe you don't need definitions at all. And, you know, I think that's also a great yeah wink from the title of the show the bisexual um you know it's kind of this show and this person isn't going to be able to like i am the bisexual this is this is bisexual like this is what it means you know it's kind of like of course this show is not gonna be able to encompass all of that um but i just think it's it's a really interesting show and I think there's a lot that like we can't really see into because I think the show is going to have a lot of different interpretations by different audiences like probably specifically a lesbian audience is going to you know mm-hmm. have a lot of different critiques about this show than, than we can have from our perspective yeah. um but I think it's brilliant I think it's really well done I 
I loved all the characters. I, felt I know like, that. Um, did you? I, what did? How did you feel about the characters? Like, did you find them? I, I liked them. Um, Dennis is obviously the best, but um, <laughs> yes, Dennis I always love the grumpy characters. But um, yes, uh, and Layla has some really funny lines, and even her um, her roommate. Gabe, loved, right, who at first seems I love so to hate him. He's yeah. so, he sucks. He, he sucks, sucks so much. But he grows on you a little bit. But he's, I like their relationship. Yeah, they they have a very sweet relationship um, um, as they yeah, get to know so each other. I do, yeah, I like the characters. They're believable. Um, it's definitely like, I thought it would be more funny than it is. I agree. I think that the the quips and the parts that are funny, it's more clever, I guess, than it is funny. I think she, that like, the first like the episode character sets is you funny. up. Like Layla yes, is funny. She's but very funny. The, the situations and stuff are actually not that funny for the most part. It's very much a. It's either like a light drama or a serious comedy. I don't know which. Yeah, definitely. Um, I agree, and but I think the. Yeah, I just, I think there's some really great moments throughout this show. And I, I love her. I think I was like, I love you. I want to adopt all of your mannerisms and get your haircut. And your height. Yeah, I was thinking that if the three of us were friends, us and her, um, Desiree, uh, we would really just be complimenting each other's hair all the time. Oh my God, we would. It would be, everyone else would just find us insufferable because we Honestly, no, I've been thinking a lot about her curly bangs. She look. I mean, she is like the cool, like her style is really cool. I'm just like, oh, you're cool. I'm just like, I love everything about you. I think she's, except for, um a lot of the bad decisions that you make over the course of the show. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, again, just like your presence, I find really cool. So I, I think she's awesome. I'm very excited to see what else um, comes from her and her future work, whether or not there's another season of this show or, um, but this is a real gem. I think if you're looking to, to something that you can, I think I watched the whole thing over the course of, Two, I mean, it just takes you three hours. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a pretty short show. So um, I highly recommend that one as well. I really enjoyed it. Yes. Um, so that include that concludes our um, sex talk. Episode. Yeah. Was it awkward? No. I hope not. If yeah. it was, then I think you that was might have fault. some issues <laughs> yeah, to work out <laughs> about sex. Um, yeah. Once I learned, really didn't it's talk about many of the details. Yeah. No, it's true. <laughs> yeah, um, we definitely avoided the details. <laughs> Once we learn what sex is, it's going to be all uphill for us. So now we're going to describe the scene where they're scissoring in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God that doesn't happen on the show. This is n- <laughs> does not happen. Don't worry. Wait, oh. wait on our show. Oh, on our show. Yeah, that does happen on our show. Yeah. Well, it also happened in uh, sex education. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. They scissor in the pool. Anyway. Oh God, that's right. Yeah, and well, and it's also they do it in a way where you're like, yeah, that's not gonna just work. A, like the, the, the overhead normal. shot of it. I'm like, I they I get that they can't ha- like they can't show them getting, but like that's not. It is a little From what bit I know how it works. Show about teens having sex. At least you're like these are not real teens. But yeah, at least like there's that you have to remind yourself. <laughs> yeah, of. but anyway. But, <laughs> yep, scissoring in a pool, normal, sixteen year old activity. <laughs> Can you imagine someone coming in on <laughs> that, that anyway. rite of passage? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we should. Okay, moving on. Up. Watching, not watching. Um, uh, what's something you're watching? Um, well, I'm going to watch the season finale of The Good Place. Uh, duh. And then um, you noted correctly that Broad City is back. So that's back, baby, is a good thing. Um, it's back. I'm very excited. I can't wait. for the. There is also a British comedy that I will not. I don't want to accidentally start talking about it too much. Called Can we W1A. have the name? Can we at least? It's called W1A. Name. It's a BBC okay. show. It's no longer on, but I'll okay. probably be finishing that up and talking about it next time um how about you um other things i'm one other thing i'm excited for is high maintenance high maintenance is back i love high (sighs) maintenance uh it's so good the first actually the premiere was last week and it was something else i watched this week and it was uh excellent um well you can't talk about it i'm not going to talk about it 
yet, but I'm going to give it a few episodes. Uh, <laughs> but High Maintenance is back on HBO. Um, I was also thinking about watching... So my other one is a can't decide whether it's a watching or a not watching. If you've been... Um, I haven't really done any like deep dive on the critical discourse or whatever of this season of True Detective, but oh, um, if you are watching it, I'd be curious to know what you think. I'm that's intrigued. a heavy nope from me. I mean, you know, I love Marshall Ali. I love like... Marshall Ali, and I'm like, I I want to check him out in a TV capacity. You know, on the other hand. I've got a little bit of Mahershala Ali fatigue right now because of the discussion around the Green Book, which um, just seems like a bunch of garbage. So it's yeah. a little bit... Eh, I can't but... blame him for promoting his own movie right before the Oscars, but... Um, no, he's probably going to win an Oscar, actually. Yeah, um, and like, almost what, I don't blame him at all, but... Um... No, it no, uh, through no fault of his own, more through like the general award season discourse of gotcha. you know, there's a lot of, but um, you know he's a fantastic actor. Yeah, I am willing to see. I was uh, you know the second season of True Detective was a hard pass. That was the one with Vince Vaughn. Um, I believe, but I'm willing to see what is up with this one. So if you are watching it, I would like to know what you think. Okay. But maybe I shouldn't be watching it. So I'm not, we'll see how that one pans out for me. I didn't watch any of them and I won't start now. (laughs) It's probably, she says you're just going to get back. You should go back to that 2013 zeitgeist or whatever (laughs) and get in on the times of flat circle. Oh God. Yeah. Um, so my, what I am not watching is the show. I saw advertised a free form show called good trouble. Okay, I've heard of this. And it's basically, from what I can gather, it looks like a gossip girl type thing. So these two girls, like, move to L.A. and, like, one is working for a law firm and one is, like, working for, um, I don't know. And they, you know, there's boys and bright lights and big city and stuff like that. And I'm just so annoyed by the title because, Mm -hmm. like, that's that John Lewis quote about, like, like activism and like and he didn't he have like wasn't his autobiography called good trouble uh i can't confirm or deny that but like that's his <laughs> like that is his thing it's like good trouble right, right? like get arrested for civil right, rights getting like, good trouble. Do, yeah. you know he got like his head bashed like at selma like he's a american hero and like and then they decide to name this show about these two girls like and it looks so trashy and dumb and it's called good trouble and i'm so annoyed by that I didn't even make that connection, and I am freshly annoyed. <laughs> I, I know. I don't know. I I'm, I'm, I guess, like, most people didn't, obviously. Um, and there, I, as far as I can tell, there's been no, like, I haven't seen much about it. Well, I haven't seen much about the show. But in my mind, I'm just like, how, how could that get past any, like... Yeah. It's just, it's such a, it's a terrible name for a show about, like, you know, it's... When, like, John Lewis says it, it's, like, has a poetic justice to it. It's, right. like, nice, you know? But, like, when it's just these two girls, you're just like, what trouble are you getting in? You look rich. Like, it's just, <laughs> what, what? Anyway. So I'm not watching adventures that. adventures in L.A., you know. Right. Uh, also, uh, it's on... Tacos! <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Good trouble, tacos. Um, you know what? Also, there's so much on right now. There's so much freaking TV. You know what we, we forgot? It's also on. Shit's Creek. I know. Oh, I know. But yeah, but how, gotta catch but, up. But how do I can't go to Canada? No, I'm busy. I... <laughs> well, then I don't know what to tell you. No, you can watch it on Pop website, the Pop TV website. You've told me this before, and you've let me down because the, I still haven't I seen. It. I haven't seen the holiday special, and you're like, I just watch it on my phone. Like it was yeah. easy as heck, I'm and I couldn't you figure it out. It send is easy me, as heck. Send me I'm a link. Send you a link. They like it, they're like sign up, blah blah blah. Were you signed into your like cable account or something? No, I'm gonna get on the web. Okay. And I'm gonna send you a link. I'm gonna log on to the web this, right okay. when we're done with this podcast. Get on the internet <laughs> and send me yeah a web link. Yeah, I'm but gonna send you an HTML. We're gonna check in next yeah. time we talk, and about I'm gonna tell you whether Shits it Creek. worked or not. 
All right, because <laughs> and then if it doesn't work, we're gonna need some Canadians to help us out here. So yeah, I'm gonna need some like good Canadian neighborly help. Yeah, <laughs> help help some podcasters out and get them I some Shit's Creek. Didn't vote for Trump. I... Please help me. <laughs> and I need some David. I just like I'm in David withdrawal. So. David. 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 On that note. David. Um, David. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. On that note, um, hail Satan, and uh, until next time. You know, really, yes. Finally. Um, We get to the true meaning of our (laughs) podcast. It's just like a veiled way to introduce you to the Church of Satan. (laughs) Someone has to. Okay, Um, well, we went long. We went long. There was a lot of TV. Yeah. A lot of TV. Um, All right, until next week, or whenever we're back. Next time. Next time. There you <laughs> be go. <big>. <laughs> <laughs> be big. All right. All right. Bye, man. Bye. Bye, Sarah.